So we got uh, Elliot Dagan here on the show once again, the announcer Elliot Dagan. Howdy how. We've got Buck Perez here once again on the Far Out Podcast. And before we get into anything, um, it's been a stressful day uh, uh, for the show because we recorded our first show, probably the last one you heard, where we talk about Costco. And then in between there, the computer broke down. We had a pizza delivery go awry. Right. Uh, we tried to start this show and failed because the pizza came and the pizza delivery guy was driving a Mercedes, which you, you tip a guy three bucks. He rolls up in a Mercedes, probably cost him three bucks to get from the Straw Hat Pizza to here. Right. And we figured there might be something up with the pizza delivery guy that like maybe maybe he was trying to like slang drugs on the side because I figured like there's got to be a lot of like people who like drugs who are ordering pizzas, you know. At the end, he did ask me if I wanted cheese and peppers. And I didn't know what that meant. I, maybe that's a drug reference. Right. It could have been. Because, I mean, coming from a guy in a Mercedes delivering pizzas, you're like, hmm. Coke? Cheese? Uh, cheese is Coke. And peppers is uppers. I'm, I'm thinking uppers. I don't see weed. No. Maybe some, maybe some kind of Because he was rolling in Mercedes. He's not selling weed. He's selling the upper class stuff. You know? right, he's selling the good drugs. Yeah. Maybe peppers is the prostitute in the backseat. Peppers. <laughs> the Cambodian broad with one leg we talked about. So cheese and peppers is Coke and hookers. Okay. Hmm. That sounds like a party. That's slang. My wife's not here. My <laughs> wife's at her friend's house. because Another drama was my wife locked us out again. From, we're in the garage. She locked us out from the, 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 the rest of the house. People had to pee. But, but luckily, I had some extra keys. So, I mean, it's been a tra- traumatic day. I just hope we can all get a Woe Bundy. We can all get back in the zone for, today, to, for this show right here. Far Out News. Why can't you share your bit? WWE legend Kamala. Docs may amputate other foot too. WWE legend Kamala is at risk of losing another foot due to his diabetes-related medical problems. Another foot. Another one. Now, so, do you guys remember Kamala from back in the day? Oh, sure. He's, I believe, not, I'm sorry, E, but WWF, right? Right. He was they, they old. Yeah. He was old school. Yeah, they switched it because of the pandas. The pandas kept wrestling each other. Yeah. Not fucking, just wrestling. Just wrestling. That's all they do. Like, <laughs> we are the pandas. We will wrestle, but not make other sex. But they said it in Chinese. Huh. But Kamala was this, like this large guy who was Kamala the Ugandan headhunter. Yeah. That was from parts unknown, which was always the greatest thing for any wrestler. It's like, so uh, Kamala, where are you from? I don't know. Question mark. <laughs> yeah. It hasn't been named yet. It's it's like a land where a bunch of people hang out together, and they're like, "Where are we?" No, no fucking clue. I think also like because I had a book of like all these old school wrestlers and stuff like that. Um, for his weight too, they also put question mark. Right. Like, how much does he weigh? I don't know. No one knows. Like, no about one him. knows. Yeah. He didn't know anything, and the the problem was that Kamala had like a speech impediment where they'd ask Kamala, <laughs> and he'd go, "Oh," and he's really freaky, man, because he wore this like um. Kind of like witch doctor, like African, yeah. like New Orleans witch doctor, like he was a bad guy. Like Headhunter, he always had a skull. Yeah. Yeah. He was, it was like he was in Live and Let Die, the James Bond movie, with the guy who was like <laughs> the Uncola, you know, where the, 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 the top hat with the skull face makeup. Yeah. Scary shit, but Kamala always sounded really scary. So before we get to the end of the story, I got a quick uh, interview from Kamala, because again, we're upset that he... Uh, is losing his feet, which is going to make it difficult for him to wrestle. But I, you know, if he if he uses his voodoo witch power, then it won't be a problem. But Mr. Duggan and Kamala, for 20 years they have feuded. 
Mr. Duggan is about to sign the contract, but Kamala, if, if you wrestle Hacksaw Jim Duggan, will you beat him? No, no, I, he has not signed yet. He, it could, you, could have, you could have another opponent possible. Thank, thank you, sir. This ain't Wrestle real. Reunion, no, January 28th, 29th, and 30th. Be there at the Doubletree Hotel, Tampa, Florida, by the airport. I'll be there. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Like it's it's borderline upsetting to listen to this guy speak. It's like it's kind of like he has severe mental retardation. But like, who should be wrestling this man? Because he's clearly not sane. It's like at least you know if 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 you have some sort of you know if you're from a weird part of the world where you speak weird, and you're like you don't sound confused. But hmm. Kamala just sounds like he's in the middle of a bad acid trap, and he's a witch doctor from yeah. Uganda. Was there one word like clearly uttered in that? whole diatribe I didn't hear anything yeah well there's one word he did say pretty clearly it was (laughs) (laughs) yeah I got that so uh, how is he gonna wake up in the doctor's office because he's clearly a witch doctor himself Mm. I'm sure he can cure his own diabetes well Mm. what he needs is Han Solo to translate because he's clearly speaking Wookiee Oh no! He needs fucking Sergeant Slaughter to help him out right now. He sounds. That's what he needs. He needs the JYD Sergeant Slaughter, Doc Savage, uh, Coco Beware, just a whole bunch of friends around him right now. That's that's what he needs. He needs to be surrounded by love. But I think most of these people have tried to fight him. They stole him from his native land, forced him to fight. Like Vince McMahon yes. fo- forced him to fight, and he's right. had to fight these people off his whole life. That and at the same time, they forced him to eat. Uh, you know. A lot of foods high in sugar because he contracted diabetes. Or maybe Mm. if you're from Uganda, you can't naturally process sugar correctly. But I mean, how hard is it to take that guy's order? What would you like for dinner? Come on. Just give him a Snickers bar. Just just fucking throw (laughs) shit at him. Yeah. Mr. Kamala, what would you like in your coffee? Huh? Uh, two sugars? <laughs> Sweet and low. Hmm. Uh, oh, choice. Caramel? French. <laughs> no, French vanilla in there. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Kamala, you seem to have come down with a bad case of diabetes. We're going to start putting you on the shit that Wilford Brimley sells. Is that okay with you? <laughs> Sounds reluctant, but okay. I'm going to teach you how to shoot the insulin... Into your stomach. Is that okay, Kamala? I wonder if you brought a torch up to Kamala. (laughs) (laughs) Fire! Fire bad! Exactly. So obviously, either he has a speech impediment, and for years he lived in this country, probably. But the funny thing is, although Kamala was from parts unknown, he bought his... Unitard at the same place King Kong Bundy shops. <laughs> you know, it's not like he had a grass skirt on or something made out of hemlock leaves or something. It's not like he has a speech impediment. He just can't speak. <laughs> There's no word for it. It's not like he's a mute or something. There's just, he can't talk. Oh, he sounds kind of like Helen Keller. like <laughs> Kamala Keller? Yeah. That's what he should have been. That should have been his thing. Oh, poor guy. I mean, I feel sorry to rip on the guy that, that he's having. He's losing a foot. 
or two. A couple. So. Yeah, he's already lost one last year, it says. And he so. doesn't know our ways. <laughs> he doesn't know Western medicine. I'm sure he could have just hit himself with a chicken bone in the leg and it would have cured it if immediately. He, if he had Jimmy Superfly Snooker and Roddy Roddy Piper by his side right now, he'd be okay, you know? Yeah, you that's, know. That's what needs to happen. We need to rally behind. Roddy Roddy Piper would have gave him some scotch. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's up. Yeah. Anything else in this story, Elliot? Uh... Probably the most interesting thing and uh, prevalent to everyone. In the meantime, the wrestler's son says Kamala is still checking his Facebook page and really appreciates words of encouragement. Does it say if he's talking to the Iron Sheik and uh, Nikolai Volkov? No, no one else is mentioned. Mm. Well, the funny thing is his, his son adapted to America pretty well. It seems like he speaks pretty well. And if Kamala can Facebook... Yeah, I'm sure Kamala's Facebook, it's just like a bunch of consonants and vowels strung together. It's like, so... Uh, Kamala has added you a friend as a friend, and then Kamala writes on your wall. Oh! How do you know Kamala? <laughs> <laughs> we lived in Uganda together. No, we lived in parts unknown. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be his friend now. Yeah, that's Says, a good Facebook friend to have. Hometown parts unknown. <laughs> right. Currently living Chicago, Chicago Illinois. Illinois. Bullshit, man. All right, so uh, we're going to do something controversial on the show right now. Huh. Now, so I, I I told you guys a little bit about this beforehand, but I don't think you know everything about it. Elliot here has some facts about what we're about to play. Now, this this segment is not for the squeamish and probably not for those driving to work right now. If you're in an automobile, if you're anyway where you're not close to a mason jar, if you're not near a porta potty, if you don't have extra chonies, if you don't have a pair of extra chonies. Um, this might be a problem, but I just want to do a uh, an experiment, if you will, to see if if truly this works. Now, uh, what we have here is I have, a, I have some audio, and it's of a very special tone, a, a an audio tone known as the brown note. Now, it's a bit different from the blue note that people used to play in jazz recordings. Yeah. Like you know, the, the the blue note is something that distinguishes you know some jazz and blues recordings from other stuff, and it was a an interesting American creation, but evidently the brown note has been scientifically figured out to make people defecate on themselves should they hear it. Now, uh, Elliot has some facts on the brown note, so uh, let's hear it. Uh, The brown noise, a.k.a. Brownian noise, brown note, is a low-frequency infrasound that disrupts the movement of the colon because it sends signals in the same frequency the colon and the bowels use. You know, just talking about it, I'm feeling something down there. Really? It's something's brewing. It wasn't the straw hat pizza we just had? <laughs> and the coffee and the cigarettes and all that. Nope. It's just talking about the brown note. Uh, the results make you want to go crap immediately or sometimes throw up or at least fart. <laughs> I'm feeling both right now. Well, I love that. Or at least fart. Maybe just a little. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to say that this show in the description, you may vomit, you may crap yourself, you may laugh, or at least fart. Fart. Uh, supposedly it was used in China during the early, early, oof, early 20th century as a punishing tool where they put it on for long periods of time <laughs> wow. on large speakers connected to amplifiers and make, pri- oh Jesus, and make prisoners literally crap themselves. Wow. This is for real. Okay. Yeah. It's for real. So we're subjecting our audience to this. I don't know. This is not a good idea. Yeah, I don't think this is the greatest <laughs> idea, Todd. 
They, I, I want to see if this works. I'm doing a scientific experiment. This would be the greatest, like, okay, you can have people like, yeah, I listened to Adam Kroll this week, and I laughed. I listened to Mark Maron this week, and I cried. I listened to uh, some old low-budget FM discs, and I had a laugh. You know, everybody has this experience. I, yeah, I, I, I listened listen, to Ira Glass this week, and I had an insight. I listened to Far Out, and I took a shit in my car. I shit so myself. Yeah, yeah, I shit my pants. I listened to Far Out, and I shit my pants. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a reaction. I mean, you know, people listen to have some kind of reaction to the show. And I figure if I made, you know, hundreds of people shit their pants listening to the show, then this might be my greatest accomplishment. I can quit podcasting after that. I think you kind of have like kind of an Orson Welles uh, War of the Worlds complex going on right now. Like you want to change the world in some way, you know, but this is not the way, Todd. Orson Welles never made people shit themselves. Yeah, but he he made people like they literally killed themselves, right? Because they thought Martians were coming. Yes, but I mean, you know, it's a real... This is just right... You just want to make people shit. To the butthole. This is immediate. That Mm. that involves some conscious choice. (laughs) I'm influencing people on the deepest level possible. And Buck, wouldn't you want to be... We'll get on the news if it's like Mm. hundreds of people shit themselves on a Wednesday morning after listening Mm. to the Far Out podcast. Yeah, I don't know if I want to be associated with that. I've got a button right here with the brown note on it. I can make both of you shit yourselves. After my sex tape, it would be an improvement. Yes. From the shit I've been getting for that, <laughs> I can make. I wonder if I played the brown on a butt shit on Elliot, like a buck, like just, just. Let's find out. Well, I'm I'm sitting across from him. I don't want to get vomit on me either. There's here we a, go. There's a lot of things going on here. What if somebody just sneezed? <laughs> that wasn't listed, Todd. That wasn't listed. Now, does the brown note have orgasmic principles? Because instead of maybe people, you know. Busting a deuce, maybe it looks like we give a bunch of women orgasms mm. from the show or dudes' orgasms. Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Or at least fart. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. What? So, what else? Anything else in that information about the brown note before we play it? Because I'm going to play it. Oh, jeez. Oh. I don't know about that. I'd, it, probably the most important thing they say it works on seven out of 10 people. Wow. Mm. So seven out of ten people right now may defecate on themselves once I play this note. And it doesn't specify as far as sex, men, women. It's nope. just, just uh, a shit note. Now, I'm thinking anybody over 50 right now should probably not listen. It's a, it's a shit tone. Because if, if you're older, you, you're not going to have the same bowel control that maybe a man with a svelte, tight... Uh, sphincter. I can really hold... Yeah, sphincter. Not your pyloric sphincter, the upper sphincter, but this is a lower mm. one. So, Elliot, any more information we should let people know before I hit this button that's going to play the brown note? Uh, we got some science facts. Okay, let's get some science facts yeah. real quick before we play it. All right, uh, so it's actually titled after the person who found it, Robert Brown, not mm. uh, the resulting mess. Sure. Uh, that's kind of funny. It's kind of like um, taking a crap. Is you know it, when when you go to take a crap in the toilet, the guy who invented the toilet was named Thomas Crapper. Crapper, yep. So it's kind of funny. Yep. That a guy you know named Brown created the Brown note. Fate. It's weird that uh, the Xerox guy is a Xerox guy too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was also used in the United States several times to stop protests, especially in Miami. What really? And that's what it says. But that in Miami must have really sucked because there's a lot of people in probably fluorescent thongs that succumb Oof. to the. Because you know if you've got yourself some good, you know some good chonies on that can withhold your some your depends. dung, you can keep it in your pants. But if you've got a thong on, you're there, there's nothing that can hold. That's right on the but ground. Those chicks aren't protesting, dude. That's like, they're true. Not, they're not at a protest in in Miami Beach. Probably not. Get Dwayne Wade out of town. <laughs> Is that what's going on? 
I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> Let's play this. All right. Uh, final facts are frequencies supposedly involved are between <laughs> 5 and 9 hertz, which is well below 20 hertz, the lower frequency limit of hearing for humans. High power sound waves below 20 hertz are felt in the body. Mm. All right. You ready? I want to feel this shit. Now I'm going to do this right now. Are you guys ready? Any well, Latin? Literally. I want to feel this shit. There we go. Here comes the brown note. Oh. Something's brewing down there. Oh. It is a weird tone, yeah. Anybody listening to the show had an interesting reaction to the brown note, um, faroutpodcast.com. <laughs> Leave your comments or pictures. Yeah. <laughs> um, Videos? Yeah, if you got that too. Maybe, you know, if it worked for you or didn't play it for your friends or like your little cousins or, or if you have a child. If you have a, <laughs> a, a small child, maybe you could throw down the brown, nut, brown note and see if it, it affected the child what at was, all. What was that last note though? I mean, it was, it was good for a minute. I was feeling it, and then bang, just went crazy. Yeah, it changed frequency, it's like a right? Solo, yeah. Do you feel? I I feel a little bit like like my body has some internal vibration. Like I was at a rock concert, and the big speakers were hitting me. No one uh, has that. Yeah, I got a little bit of the head buzz off that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's kind of like remember Elliot? We did that one show, show number eight, where I went into the void. Oh yes, yeah, long time ago. Kind of reminded <laughs> me of that, but no one shit themselves. Um, Buck. You feeling a little, any loose stool, anything? I wouldn't say no one shit themselves. That's all I have to say. I held. I held. I, uh, Elliot, be honest. I think it made it crawl back up. <laughs> <laughs> Scared the sphincter. Earlier this week, I had to buy some concert tickets. Oh. Because I don't know if uh, people listen to the show are big fans. Maybe a couple people are. But there's a band called Pulp, and they're huge in the UK. They're like one of these bands that headlines big festivals in England, but here their biggest song is known as a cover by William Shatner, which is <laughs> common people. Yeah. And William Shatner and Ben Folds did it. And that's the biggest version in America. But in the UK and Europe and in Asia, uh, Pulp is known as a huge band. So they're playing LA because they're playing at Coachella. It's like their reunion tour. And they haven't played LA since 1995. So I went to get tickets. And you know I ended up getting tickets, but I remembered... Back in the day, you couldn't just buy tickets online. No. It was a whole, like if you got concert tickets to a big band, it was like a whole ordeal. Or Laker playoff tickets. Or Laker playoff tickets. You couldn't just go online and get tickets. Like you would have to, you know, stay the night over somewhere in order to get the tickets. Like, I don't know, did you guys ever, ever back in the day, pre, I don't know, 1998, ever line up somewhere for tickets? Oh, of course. Too young. Too young. Like, wow. You never had to do it, Ellie, because no, you, you're 28? What? Yeah, 28. You're 28. So you just missed the cutoff of the life where you used to have to camp out if like a big band was coming into town. Yeah, the, you know, I, there was no longer ticket scalpers. There was online ticket scalpers at that time. Right. Yeah, no, they didn't even have that then. Like You either scalped them outside of the venue or, you know, I don't know what happened, but Buck, did you ever do any weird shit to get concert tickets back in the day? Oh, sure. Uh, 
what was it? Tower Records was a mainstay for me, you know, camping right. out for tickets. Uh, I think, you know, I think I uh, waited out for Nirvana and Chili Peppers. That was a good show. Waited for that one. Now, what uh, did you, did you wake up early in the morning? Like, oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, stayed in front of the Music Plus that was, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Music Plus. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was a fun adventure and that, that was half the fun. It was, you know, being out there, what, 4 a.m., stuff like that, meeting people, hanging out. You don't get that social aspect, see? No, it's just... You, it's just Elliot's like, quiet. Yeah, I have no, yeah, I, nothing to say. Yeah, never had to experience that. Would you Would you camp out for anything? Uh, I would have definitely camped out for these pulp tickets. I had to work that day that they came out. Hmm. I knew it would sell out in minutes. So, you know, I levied the quest onto my girlfriend, and I guess I didn't tell her that it was a real priority to get these fucking tickets to get in there Ooh. ASAP so she waited around and was like they sold out like at noon mm. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, the, well, the, it sold out in like two minutes and the funny thing was nowadays it's not like waking up in the morning to get the tickets is the big deal it's opening up your browser at work and you just basically let everybody know I'm buying tickets right now right. <laughs> I'm not working I'm gonna actually take time off at work to sit and buy these tickets but I remember there's been a couple spots where I, I bought tickets where I remember one time it was Radiohead was playing and I wanted to get Radiohead tickets. And again, you couldn't get them on, online at this point. So what I did was I drove to... I, I, there was a party around the street from the Tower Records the night before. So they went on sale like 10 in the morning. Okay. I knew I was going to have to wake up. So I went to a party. It was right around the corner. And you know, I had a little bit to drink. But it, you know, and I just drove right around the corner to the parking lot of the Tower Records and I, I went to sleep in the parking lot. Like a drunk. Yeah, so <laughs> I slept like a drunk in the car, and then I woke up in the morning to line up for tickets. And then already, because I was asleep, I missed the fact that like a bunch of people got there before me. So I got there like five in the morning. Then like Oscar came up and met me, and I still didn't get tickets. <laughs> and then a move I used to do back in the day was I used to drive to the ghetto. So I knew if there was like a rock band playing that maybe wasn't that popular in like South Central. Okay. Like I wanted to get Blur tickets. And I knew there's probably not a lot of Blur fans in South Central. There's not, there's not a lot of Blur fans in uh, most of California, I'd say. Right. But they're playing a small venue. So, you know, it is a little challenging to get tickets. So I went, I drove to the Crenshaw Mall and I walked right up. There was nobody lining up. And I was like, I'd like Blur tickets. And the woman at the counter was like, who? I was like, Blur? She's like, huh? Blur? She was like, Freddie Jackson? Is it no blur? <laughs> she was like, um, Janet Jackson. Is it no blur? Blur, yeah. And she's like, the Wu-Tang. Is it no blur? Blur. Could you write that down? Wrote it down and I, I, I got my ticket. So, I mean, that's what you used to have to do. You'd have to, if there was a big rock band playing, you just you drive to the ghetto where, you know, people weren't big rock fans. I think maybe people from the hood would drive out to the non-hood areas. and uh, <laughs> They go to Torrance. Yeah, we're going to get Wu-Tang tickets. I go to Torrance, you know? And then they saw a bunch of white people lining up like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. It was kind of funny just thinking about that, that getting great tickets for something used to be a really big deal. It wasn't just that you had a fast internet connection. So, I mean, it made the event that much more enjoyable because you went through so much just to get it. You had to work for it. Yeah. Now, now I drove by a place just recently, a Chick-fil-A, about Ooh. to open up, okay? And camp. There were tents everywhere. Now, was it all fat people? <laughs> See, that's what I thought. Like, are they anticipating the chicken that much? I mean, isn't that, you know, crack addictive? It's but, not like you can't get chicken elsewhere. Exactly. You know, like, if you want to get concert tickets, like, that's the only shot. Hey, band's playing at the Forum. That, that's all you can do. But chicken, 
is in plentiful supply. But the kick was first hundred people, food for a year. Wow. Food for a year from Chick-fil-A. That's not bad. I'd camp out for that. Yeah. Would you? Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess I would. But are you sure it wasn't just an Occupy movement? <laughs> <laughs> Occupy Chick-fil-A? Yeah, exactly. They we are the been. 99% of chicken lovers. <laughs> it might have been. Because, you know, the 1% don't eat chicken. Yeah. They eat foie gras. Because, well, the thing is, here, here's why the really rich people aren't into chicken. Enlighten us. And this might be just wild speculation, because just, this just kind of hit me. Is uh, The poorer you are, the better cooked your meat is. Like... Like, poor people like their, their meat well done, hmm. right? Rich people like their shit barely moving, like barely cooked, right? Sushi. Right. Sushi, or if you eat, like, foie gras, it's, like, uncooked steak, all that, you know. Steak tartare. Steak tartare. You know, a duck, like, uncooked duck. Sushi. Like, the rich man eats that stuff. The poor guy is like, uh, I'd like it well done, hmm. you know? And so, chicken, you're never eating, like, chicken not well done, Right. So, therefore, like, the rich man has no... He doesn't know what it is. He, does, he has no use for chicken. <laughs> yeah. He sees a chicken walk by him and just kicks it. No use for it. Just like me with the turkey a couple episodes ago. Uh, I like to thank everybody for listening to the Far Out Podcast today. I'm glad we made it through today's show. Yes. I hope nobody shit themselves. Ellie Dagan. Uh, it's good to be here. Good not to shit myself. Buck Perez. I did not vomit, but I did fart. And for Todd Perry, I'd like to say... Grows and grows and grows.
and grows And you want to call your mother And say, mother, I can never come home again Because I seem to have left an important part of my brain